0: Welcome to the World of Hospital of Fatima, our Lady's Shrine there, Blue Army Shrine at uh, Washington, New Jersey. This is the anniversary of our Lady's first visit to the Shepherd children there in Fatima. Her first apparition of May 13, 1917. Mary's message to the children and to all of us who are disposed to hear her counsel are as important today as ever. The conversion of souls, the conversion of our lives to Christ and his gospel, and the privilege to make reparation for those whose lives are turned against God. All of this is part of our mother's invitation to us. We have the pilgrim Fatima statue of Our Lady gracing this occasion. This is a marathon, virtually event specific for the times of the health crisis within which we are these days, in hopes that many out there can tune in through the internet or other communication devices that you may have for a day of prayer and reflection and an invitation to join me for a consecration of Our Lady at the end of the program. First, uh, let's highlight uh, that first apparition on that grace-filled event day of the 13th of May, 1917. Many of you are all acquainted with the details of that first appearance, but if you recall, roughly about a year after the initial visits of the Angel of Peace to the shepherd children, they witnessed the first Marian apparition. Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco were tending their flock of sheep on that day in the kova. And when they heard the Angelus church bells, they knelt down and began to pray the rosary as was their custom. It was a sunny day with a clear blue sky when suddenly a flash of lightning pierced the sky. Thinking that a storm was brewing, the children decided to gather their flock and to point it in the direction of home when they were stopped by another, even more blinding flash of lightning. And then there, above a small, whole oak tree, a lady appeared an intense light. All of a sudden, they saw this lady dressed in white, hovering over the top of the tree. And Lucia would later write that she was more brilliant than the sun and radiated light more clear and intense than crystal glass filled with sparkling water when the rays of the burning sun shine through it. Lucia also described the lady to be around 17 years of age, her estimation, wearing a floor-length white veil embroidered with gold trim, and she held a rosary of white pearls that had a silver cross. But she noted that the expression on the lady's face was one of sadness rather than happiness. Remember the children did not know that this was the Mary, the mother of God, at that first visit. The lady sensed the apprehension of the children and told them not to be afraid. She reassured them. She spoke softly to them in a calm voice and they immediately felt peace and a sense of calm. Interestingly, all three of the children were able to see our lady, but only Lucia and Jacinta could hear her. And Lucia was the only one of the three who conversed with the lady. Lucia asked the lady where she was from, and the lady answered, I am from heaven. Lucia then asked, what was it she wanted of them? And the lady replied, I have come to ask you to come here for six months in succession on the thirteenth day of each month and at the same hour. I will tell you later who I am and what I want." This was only the beginning of a long relationship the lady would have <coughs> with the three children, and it will be a mixed experience with sorrow and fear, trial, joy and happiness and holiness. Lucia then asked if each of them would go to heaven. The lady stated that Lucia and Jacinta would, but that Francisco had to say a number of rosaries first. Lucia, in childlike fashion, then named two of her friends who had died and inquired whether or not they were in heaven and the lady answered that one of them was in heaven, but the other was in purgatory and would remain there until the end of time. Needless to say, this answer left Lucia puzzled. The lady then asked a serious question of the children, and this turned out to be the purpose of the first visit are you willing to offer yourselves to God and bear all the sufferings he wills to send you as an act of reparation for the sins by which he is offended and as supplication for the conversion of sinners? And the children answered, yes, we are willing. The lady followed by saying, then you are going to have much to suffer, but the grace of God will be your comfort. When the lady said this, as Lucia records, she opened up her hands and later, communicating to us a light so intense that as it streamed from her hands, its rays penetrated our hearts and the innermost depths of our souls, making us see ourselves in God. The lady finally asked them to pray the rosary every day in order to obtain peace for the world and an end to the war. Friends, can we with generous hearts pick up from there and pledge ourselves to God and bear up under the sufferings that life throws at us in reparation for our sins and the sins of others by which the good Lord is offended? Can we answer as did the children? Yes, we are willing to do so. Truth be told, many of us are already undergoing this sacred task asked of us by Our Lady. When we examine the visits of Our Lady that are historically documented and approved by the Holy See, you notice that Mary tends to arrive at particularly troublesome moments in the world scene. And as with all mothers, out of her genuine concern for her children, Mary consoles and she chides, uh, she warns and she begs that her children turn to her son, Jesus, for the gospel messages of change of life, goodwill toward others, reparation and prayer. These themes are repeated over and over, you notice, with her successive visits to the shepherd children. How like Mary to choose as messengers of her counsel, the simple and the devout of heart. Those who don't have much that distracts from God's ready entry to their hearts. In this case, three small children whose innocence of life presented them worthy couriers of Mary's message. Indeed, what Mary promises, she follows through with if we can cooperate with her and her counsel. In the end, we want to see her immaculate heart triumph, not so much for its own sake, but for the honor and the glory of her Son, whom we acknowledge to be Lord, the Lord of life, to whom Mary directs us. As a way of going about this prayerfully, Mary asks of us to pray the rosary daily. Saint Padre Pio once said that praying the rosary is like holding the hand of Mary, the mother. Let us desperately cling to her tender hand and heart, like the child that we are, her devoted and trusting child. Just recently, the President of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles announced that on May 1st, starting the month dedicated to Our Lady, the bishops of the United States would be consecrating our nation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. In many instances, re-consecrating the nation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary under her title of Mother of the Church. As the world continues to face the ongoing pandemic with coronavirus, the Archbishop wanted uh, the nation's bishops to beg Mary's intercession for healing. Uh, May we also pray for insight into how this experience can draw us closer and a devout way of life with our Lord. And through such a collective entrustment to Mary, An act of consecration this way is meant to be a reminder to all of us, the Christian faithful of the Blessed Mother's witness to the Gospel, and to ask her for her intercession with her son on behalf of those who may be in need at this time. A consecration like this, of course, is is nothing new. Our very first bishop of this nation, John Carroll of Baltimore, and a pastoral letter dated way back in 1792 had promoted devotion to Mary. And then later, 21 bishops who gathered for the Sixth Provincial Council of Baltimore in 1846, determined to name Mary under the title of her Immaculate Conception as the patroness of the United States. Several popes over the many years have also consecrated the world to Mary on various occasions. Quoting Archbishop Gomez's own words in the letter here to all the bishops, he said, this will give the church the occasion to pray for Our Lady's continued protection of the vulnerable, healing of the unwell, and wisdom for those who work to cure this terrible virus. Each year, the church seeks the special intercession of the Mother of God during the month of May This year, we seek the assistance of Our Lady all the more earnestly as we face together the effects of this global pandemic. I invite you now to um, pray with me one such consecration. O Immaculate Mother Mary, I, a faithless sinner, renew and ratify today in thy hands the vows of my baptism. I renounce Satan, his pomps and works, and I give myself entirely to Jesus, your Son, the incarnate wisdom, in order to carry my cross after him all the days of my life and to be more faithful to him than I have ever been before. Return to you then, Mary Immaculate, living tabernacle of God, in whom eternal wisdom itself will to receive the adoration of both men and angels. We greet you as queen of heaven and earth for all that is under God has been made subject to your patronage and care. In the presence of all the heavenly court, I choose thee this day to be my mother. I deliver and consecrate to thee as thy servant, my body and soul, my goods, both exterior and interior, and even the value of all my good actions, past, and future, as they are judged by Almighty God, leaving to thee the entire and full right of disposing of me and all that belongs to me without exception, according to thy good pleasure, only for the greater good and glory of God in time and in eternity. O Mary, conceive without sin, we pray for us who have recourse to thee. Amen.